0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. Hello, and welcome to the Craze Cast, the podcast run by the fans for the fans that brings you closer to the action. My name is Roxy, and today I'm joined by my fellow hosts, Jay and Amber. Hi. Hi, everybody. To keep up with all of our content, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Craze Magazine and YouTube, The Craze. So, how's everybody doing this week? I'm tired. I just feel
0: honestly
2: tired. I don't know what it is, but this weekend has just been too tiring. Um, But other than that, as of this recording, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers and the mother-like figures and the mom-dads out there.
1: Do I count as a mother if I have a dog? yes yes pet mommies exactly (laughs) she's not gonna get me anything though
0: except for unconditional love and affection
1: she's not very good at affection my dog is pretty uh she's pretty cold but i love her anyways (laughs) okay so today uh we're gonna start off uh article discussion um uh, by diving into k-dramas now i don't know about you guys but I have spent a stupid number of hours binging K-dramas in my life.
0: I can agree, but I feel my grades would agree. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
2: I haven't been watching as much until recently because of Quarantine Life.
1: Yeah, that really helps. I actually wrote an article about stuff like, because if you are running out of things to watch, you know, now that like... My most recent favorite one is I'll go to you when the weather is nice because I'm in love with Kang Jun. Uh, that ended and then it's a class is over. So like you need some more stuff to keep up with. Um, I did a list of some older dramas that I think are pretty timeless and great useless plug there for myself. Just saying over on the website, K dramas, but, uh, the article that we are referencing is from, uh, Q4, January, 2020. Um, I did uh, a rank of the best dramas of 2019 uh which was quite quite a year for dramas I would say. After looking through
2: your article I was like wow I've missed out on a lot of dramas apparently cuz the only one that I've watched on your list was My Romance is a Bonus Book. <laughs> which is was a good uh, drama. I really like Lee Jung Suk so so I fell in love with that instantaneously.
0: Looking at the list, I was like, oh God, because um, Sky Castle hits a little too close to home for me.
1: So yeah, let's talk about a few of these. Uh, Amber, elaborate a little bit more on Sky Castle, because that one was explosive when it came out.
0: So Sky Castle, the, the best way to explain it without giving too many spoilers out, it kind of touches on um, the educational system in Korea and like the hierarchy and how that stress um, can affect students and parents' lives and their dynamics. And as my day job is a school teacher in South Korea, it kind of just like punched me in the gut watching it because I'm just like, this is ha- stuff like this could be happening around me. And I'm just like, oh God. And honestly, I think that's probably why it was so explosive in Korea, is because it like everyone felt for like the characters.
1: Yeah, I thought that it was, because it's, you know, it's a drama. It doesn't have, like, a romance line really at all, which is, you know, very not normal. I think, like, people usually expect that in their dramas. But it was so, like, intense, um, especially showing the lives of what the kids are going through. You know, I think that is, it's a really, it's really important to shine a light on that because, you know, it's, kind of bad here even in america i remember it was maybe a few months later after sky castle but like that news broke about celebrities like paying off to get their kids into ivy league schools kind of shit like it was like america sky castle basically where it was showing how people were using their money or their eliteness to get ahead when other people don't have that you know opportunity and sort of shows, like, a, a dark side of humanity, if you will. Especially, I forget the characters' names because it's been a long time, but the the twins, the boy twins. Um, and, oh,
0: yeah, and their father. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was, like, anytime I saw a pyramid, I, like, flinched at, for a little bit after watching that drama.
1: Yeah, that showed, like, I would say he was abusive. I don't know if that's considered abusive over there. Um but he seemed to be abusing his sons and his wife also. And she was one of the better characters, as in, like, morally-wise. She, she was one of the few people that wasn't, like, completely awful. And she tried as hard as she could to protect her kids, but at a certain point, she couldn't really protect them from his intensity or his wrath.
2: Clearly, I need to watch this drama. You really oh, but... do, Jay. You yes. really do. When it, um, I, when it came out, when it was airing, actually, uh, I do remember seeing everybody talk about it and how good it was just because I think sometimes we have to watch those K-dramas or shows in general that have more of a realistic real or realism to it because it's like, it's, it's just not all fantasy and, you know. Sunshine and Apples or stuff like that. Um, and so, like, hearing you guys talk about it, I was like, ooh, this is interesting to hear. Because I've, I've been hearing a lot of things about it. I just never got the opportunity to watch it.
0: So, adding this to my list, for sure. I, I will say, though, if some topics might be kind of triggering. I know I had to take breaks in between, like, quote, binges. Because some of the stuff that came up, I was like... It really makes you think and makes you like feel stuff, uh, like especially like rocks. Uh, Roxy, is it like episode two, the thing that happens to the mother, or episode one? Because, like, you aren't expecting that. Oh, no, that
1: be. was that was the end of episode one, and like I had to stop after that. Like, like I, I was day. like, I'm done for the day. Yeah, I won't say exactly what happens because it's a spoiler, but it is something that could be potentially triggering. extremely triggering. Um, and you know sometimes it's hard to have that in you know your entertainment, but at the same time, it's realistic in the sense that it needs to be talked about, right? It sort of is a necessity to put out there, but yes, this drama is extremely intense at certain points, and you know there's no i mean maybe there's a tiny little bit of comedy here and there with the kids just being you know being kids, but other than that, it's pretty much. Just straight, like, intense melodrama kind of stuff.
0: Absolutely. It's a lot of social commentary, too.
1: And I think it's applicable not just to Korea, but to the United States as well. Maybe on a different level, since it's, you know, its main focus is making a statement about the status of the social hierarchy in Korea. But I think it's something that all of us could really learn from, too.
2: I. I want to say, or I don't know if I saw it wrong, but isn't there like allegedly there's going to be an American remake of Psy Castle or something like that? But going into it more, it's just like, how do you feel about, um, since we're talking about K-dramas, seeing different countries or um, how do I say it? Different countries adapting their own version of such a popular
0: show. I'm just shows. gonna say they tried it with Boys Over Flowers and it flopped. The only one that it's gotten kind of close is The, um, the Good Doctor, which is based off a Korean drama. And even then they had the original director um, like kind of talking in place with them. But like even then there were some issues with the character there. Honestly, it could definitely go either way. But Come on, America, don't mess up something that's good.
1: See, I sort of have a very strong opinion about this because I find it to be almost lazy to feel like you have to adapt things from what they originally are. So like an example of this, a good example of this, I think is uh, parasite. So when parasite exploded, um, there were tons of people that were complaining about the fact that it was subtitled, um even though. It is a fantastic film with a fantastic message that is global. Like, it's not, you know, specific to Korea. Um, But it is a, a very strong statement on human tendencies, I think, and, you know, societal hierarchies. It took me many weeks to even convince my parents to watch it. And not in the sense that, like, they didn't want to because they don't like, you know, Korean films or anything, or they thought it should be in English. People that have never done subtitled things are extremely lazy about subtitles. They're like, oh, I can't even watch the movie. I have to read these subtitles and I can't understand, you know, I can't take in the full experience. And I'm like, that's really not how it is. You know, Um, I started doing sub stuff with anime. So for, you know, probably 10 years now, I've dealt with subs and i really think the most authentic experience is the original work so anytime that something is adapted from what it originally was it tends to lose something along the way and to, to me usually it's quality um but wasn't boys over flowers was the original one japanese for that
0: yes yeah
1: so it was, it
0: was based off a of- a manga and then they turned it into an anime and then korea then japan made a drama and then was it tai it was china taiwan and then korea all made one and then america tried
2: i believe actually i want to say the taiwan version came out first i don't remember what order they came yeah Only because, uh, I only say this because I'm actually a big Hanayori Dango,
1: which is Me too. The,
2: uh, the Japanese version, the title in Japanese. I'm a big fan, and so when I got into Hanayori Dango, I, uh, that was actually probably one of the very first, aside from Filipino dramas, because obviously, uh, with that, I am Filipino, so I was exposed to that as, as a young age, at a young age, sorry. Um, it was the first Asian drama that I've watched. And I believe I remember seeing uh, Meteor Garden, because it was also c- called Meteor, there uh, their other titles called Meteor Garden. The, I believe, is it the 1990s version of it? Because that was when, or like early 2000s, but that's when the whole trend of um, male idols or male actors having the really long hair and the baggy clothes. Um, I believe Taiwaner did it first and then China and then Japan re- finally released theirs. And then we saw the Korean version and then they did a, me- a remake of Meteor Garden again. But uh, that's a little off to the point. Uh, jumping back to Roxy talking about subtitles. Um, for me personally, even with american movies or movies that are in english sometimes i have to put on subtitles because it's like you miss so much of the dialogue that happens cuz sometimes yes. there's things that happen so fast that it's just like what i don't i don't understand what's going on and it's just like if like i can do subtitles in english movies and not be bothered i mean you can too like, it's not that big of a deal.
0: Bon, director Bong, the guy who um, directed Parasite, he has this great quote about subtitles. And it's, um once you overcome the one-inch-tall barrier of subtitles, you will be introduced to so many more amazing films, talking about, like, the global film scene. And I think that like applies to dramas too Um, because like one of the big things you're seeing is like an increased interest in Thai dramas as well and so I think as the world is like progressing and more and more people are becoming open-minded I think we'll start to see more people interested in like K dramas like Sky Castle or one of the many like hit dramas that came out last year and also on the subtitle thing I don't know about y'all but when I watch K dramas I tend to have snacks and like I can't hear the drama while I'm chewing so like I need subtitles so I can snack and watch the drama
1: some dramas actually I feel like watching them um also sort of helps my Korean vocabulary so when uh when I was binging Sky Castle I was actually (laughs) I was doing it at my desk at my day job so I have three monitors at work and I had one monitor that was playing Sky Castle and the other two that I was doing work so like half the time I'm not even like able to just watch subtitles, so I'm just picking up what's going on based on my own ability to recognize what is being said, right? Um, And my friend at work, she was even like, how do you watch these during the workday? Like, I have to focus really, really hard when I'm watching a K-drama, because you know, I can't understand what's going on if I'm not reading what's going on, but SkyCat well, I- is good for binging at work because <laughs> no romance, so if people look over at your screen, they just see some crazy shit. They don't see, like, make-out sessions. That's the point.
0: No. <laughs> Roxy, I totally understand what you're trying to say. Like, as a Korean language learner myself, I found that, like, watching K-dramas definitely does help with listening, in um, speaking comprehension, like understanding when things are thrown at you, because as a learner in the classroom, people speak really slow for you to understand, but in a drama, you get natural paces, and sometimes are even exposed to um, different dialects, or different, like, words you may not encounter in day-to-day, or even in your textbook, um, so I think it's really important, like, um, when people learn English, they watch um, dramas of different language, like Rap uh, R.M. from BTS. How did he learn English? By watching Friends. And so, and we hear how he can speak really well. So I think it's definitely like, you were making an excellent point there.
2: I agree, because I do the same thing. Like sometimes, even if it's just an older drama, sometimes for like, I, I'm pretty sure you both can relate. Like, I don't feel like really investing in my time to watching like a new drama. So let me put on one of my old favorites and just put it on as background noise and I definitely do that to the point where you know I just have it on in the background but I can understand without like having to really look at the screen and and the subtitles that are on there because it's just like oh yeah that's happening that's right and also obviously audio plays a big part of it as well in terms of like hearing what's going on with the particular scene but it's it really is like that point where like, oh, like after all of these years of watching K-dramas, like, oh, I can pick out phrases and words and understand a full conversation. I may not be fluent in speaking, but I definitely can understand a lot more now that I've been exposed to like watching K-dramas or even anime or other foreign language um,
1: TV shows. So let me ask the question for you guys. What was the first K-drama that got you hooked into the scene?
2: For me, the very first K-drama I ever watched was Ghoul or It's Princess Hours. Uh, till this day, it is like one of those dramas that are near and dear to my heart. And I will binge like no other, even though it's, you know, thinking about it now and watching it now is like, Charles is actually pretty ridiculous <laughs> with thinking about it now. But it's like, it's so endearingly cute. I, I really like it. Um, that one. And then um, watching the classic Stairway to Heaven was another one.
0: Now, all of you are going to be like, wow, when I say this. So besides Boys Over Flowers, because we all know I got my jump into um, K-pop and Korean culture thanks to the jump from Japanese dramas to Korean dramas. Um the next one that I actually watched was um Coffee Prince. Oh, same actress in uh, Boys Oh not Boys of <laughs> same
2: actress in Princess Hours. Coffee exactly. Prince Exactly. That was a really good one too. And Gong
0: Yu. Right, it's Gong Yu. the yeah. main actor, yeah. I was like, yeah, that was a good one too. And like, I think some of the other ones that like stick out in my head is Cinderella and the Four Nights. That's a newer one. I think it was like 2011. Don't quote me on that.
2: It's on um, Netflix, by the way, just saying for those who are listening. They put it back on there.
0: I'm gonna need to go binge that now. Thanks. Um, But, like, even there's some, like, darker K-dramas that, like, some people might not be familiar with. Like, When a Man Loves, that's more of a mature drama. It's, like, mafia style. Um, And even some older stuff, like, Tazo was a drama before it became a movie. So there was, um, there's, like, little dramas here and there um, that I've watched that
1: really, like, just stick out in my head. Okay, you guys are gonna not want to hear what (laughs) what mine was. I'm just giving like a a disclaimer right now. The first drama that I ever watched was uh, Cheese in the Trap. The webtoon? Not the the drama adaptation of the webtoon.
0: Okay. That wasn't... That's not a bad
1: choice. It's bad. I hated it. (laughs) It's such a
0: cheesy drama, yeah, but like the webtoon's even cheesier.
1: I... To this day, I will not watch it again. The only reason that I watched it was So Kang Joon. Like, I'm not even kidding. I fell in love with him. And the fact that he was the second male lead was just a setup for heartbreak from the entire, like, the entire time. And I hate the way that it ended, and I hate everything about it. But
0: oh. <laughs> Okay, speaking of K-dramas and second male leads, who's your favorite K-drama male?
1: That's very hard. I have a top five. I don't think I can narrow uh, yeah. it down. I,
0: okay, go, I, I go can't with either. your top five then. Go with your top five.
1: Okay. Um. So Kang Joon, uh, Nam Joo Huck, Park Hyun Sik. Now, now I'm getting stuck again. I don't know if I want to count Park So Joon or not. <laughs> count Park So Joon. Oh, oh. Uh, Park Bo Gum. And Lee Jong Suk. Interesting. What about you? Jay?
2: Yeah. So, I really like Lee Jong-suk. Like, I will watch anything with him. Like, it doesn't matter if it's, like, super good or super bad. I will, like, I remember seeing him, him in Secret Garden. By the way, another drama that you guys should watch. I, I know, I fell in love. So, Lee jong suk So Kung Jun, also. Oh, my God. What's his name? Uh, Kim Soo-hyun. I like him a lot. Uh, he's a very handsome guy. Park Seo Joon also. He's a really good actor. I really 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 like Lee Dong Wook also cuz he's so handsome and he's such a good actor. He's also one of the first actors that I watched in terms of in terms of K-dramas. Uh, I technically have a top 6 cuz I really like Hyun Bin too. Lee
1: Dong Wook, uh, the man that never ages. He's a vampire, <laughs> true.
0: True. Or he's a grim reaper. I mean, you know, for okay all you so goblin
2: my- stands out there yes if you know that reference.
0: <laughs> so my top 5 are the twi- the best friends forever Kim Jisoo and Nam Joo Hyuk. I like Park Seo Joon, Kim Woo Bin and Lee Dong Wook.
1: Okay, Woo Bin is a fantastic actor. That's a fact. He just never made it to my top 5.
0: His jaw and his cheekbones are what drew me in. I'm like your face—it was carved like out of marble.
1: I know, I know that you know. I have Nam ju on my list, which some people may find unpopular because some people say he's not that great of an actor. I love him, and uh, his his role as the main main love interest in a uh, weightlifting fairy Kim Bokju, ju like just sold me.
0: Mm. Now, that was our top five male favorites. What about your top five female favorites? Ooh, okay, I don't know if
2: I have five, but I can list my favorites Park shin Hye. I will always watch something with her. She did W with uh, Lee Jung-suk. She's a very popular actress, too. Please, the name escapes me. Um, uh, I really like Ayu as uh, an actress as well. And, 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 and oh my goodness, what's her name? She did Descendants of the Sun. Song Kyo.: There we
0: go, Song Hei kyo. I really like her too. Uh, I was gonna tell her that like the, the girl from W was Han Hyoju. Thank you. That's her name. My goodness, her
2: name escaped me. I was just like, there's a J in there. I know that there's a J in her name.
1: I'm gonna have to do some Googling real quick.
0: I have a couple. I really like Song Kyo. I really like Lee Jun Yang. So I don't do you know her? Jun Yang.
2: No, name escapes me. Okay,
0: you saw Itaewon Class, right? Nope. Oh, goodness. Remember, so I haven't watched it yet. Oh, goodness. Okay, so Itaewon, she plays in Itawan Class, and you'll love her character, which you need to get on that drama. And then uh, my favorite actress from Cinderella and the Four Knights, I am so blanking on her name. I'm um, so dumb, because she's in Parasite. Oh, Park So Nam? Oh, duh. So dumb. So dumb. I,
1: wow, I'm really bad at names. Okay, for me, um, I'm like going through my drama list to, to remember all of their names. Um, IU as an actress is fantastic. She's definitely up there. Uh, Kim Ji Won. I love her. So So Yeji. She does... Uh, she was the main character in this really intense drama, uh, Save Me. I don't know if you guys watched that one, but it was about a family that got stuck in a cult and she was trying to get out. She was also in Lawless Lawyer.
0: I loved Lawless Lawyer. That was such a good drama.
1: Park Bo Young is a really good actress. Yes, that's who yes, I was I forgetting. Agree. I was like, oh, who, who else? Uh, oh, Park Min Young also. Ah, uh, Yes. I also completely forgot, and I'm so sorry, Ji Chang-wook. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I am in love with that man, and I forgot to list him.
2: <laughs> no, I just realized I really like Lee Min-ho also. His his new drama, I'm I'm obsessed. I'm just saying.
1: True. Lee Min-ho
0: is good, but, like, for me, it always based on, like, what his role. Like, he was good in airs, but, like, it's been a while since I've liked him in something. <laughs>
1: Oh, I like Legend of the Blue Sea.
0: I only watched I, two episodes of that.
1: I don't think uh. I've watched Legend of the Blue Sea.
2: I'm behind on a lot of dramas.
1: I, like, I think... That drama's from 2016, my dude. I know. Well, like,
2: there's just so many that come out. Like, I think you can all agree is, like, there's so many to watch that you're like, I have an infinite list, and I don't know where to start.
0: Mood. Um, like, guys, this is the life of adult. K-pop and K-drama fans, you just don't have enough time for everything.
1: Bro, Song Junki, I forgot about him too. Oh, oh my god. Oh my
0: god. Oh, he's not in my top 5 though. He's like number 8.
1: I have a top 10, I guess, cuz I keep like bringing them out of the depths of my brain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all agree that
2: we have our favorites and we just can't put a number on it because they're, they're even, there's some female um, actress, or actresses that, like, I really like them, but I can't name them right now.
0: I'm really obsessed with the girl from Itaewon Class, so I've been trying to hunt down everything she's been in.
1: The Itaewon Class actress that you're talking about, are you talking about um, Kim Dami?
0: No, no, no. The um, Lee, Joo, Lee Joo Young
1: oh oh yeah yeah lee Ji young um she was also in weightlifting fairy kim bok
0: i love her so much wasn't she the her best friend in weightlifting fairy yeah
1: really? she was one of the best friends
0: oh man i am obsessed with her these days like her like to the point where i had to go find her on instagram to follow her and her account is so aesthetically pleasing i'm just oh i'm in love
1: I'm not sure she's ever done, like a, like, a feature actress thing. I feel like she's always been, like, a secondary character. But it'll be interesting so to sad. see. I, I'm sure that she'll get opportunities, you know, after Long Class to be the lead. Okay, there is one drama that we have to talk about before we move on, because I can't not bring it up. And that is Hotel Del Luna. Have either of you watched it? I'm on episode three. I that. haven't watched it. Oh my god. Hotel Del Luna is I think one of the best dramas ever. It stars IU and she does an amazing job as Jang Manuel uh, who's the main character. And then ho- her male counterpart is uh, Yojingu who he was in a lot of dramas recently like in 2019. Uh, he did a lot. Um, he started getting many more features. But essentially the plot of Hotel Del Luna is that use character, Manwal, runs a hotel for the dead. So it's like a crossover point between our realm and the heavenly realm, basically. So as soon as people die, they come stay at the hotel to deal with all of their shit uh, before they feel safe passing on, essentially. Mm-hmm. Manwal is the owner of this place, and she has been running it for like a thousand years or something um, as punishment for something that she did um, in her, her living life. Uh, which goes as far back, I think, to Kokuyo is where it was. It was like ancient times, basically. And that story unfolds as well alongside present day. Um, So it has a historical element. It has a supernatural element. um, It has a romance line that's very intense. It has a lot of comedy as well and some very, very intense drama. Uh, When I watched the last episode I was straight up weeping from, like, 15 minutes in until the very end. Like, it was super intense. And you get so emotionally attached to the story and to Manuel herself. And people commented, especially on the fashion of the drama. Like, Manuel is at the top of her game in everything. She's, like, such a great character. And the story is amazing. And I wish that more people would talk about it.
2: I I canceled the few subscriptions just so I can get my Vicky pass back. So I'm gonna catch up. I'm just saying. I I do know partial somebody partially spoiled part of the ending for me, but it's not plot point. But a certain person at the very end makes an appearance, and I mentioned his name earlier. So I was just like, "God damn it!"
1: Ah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, that's the very end,
2: and I'm just like, "Oh man." <laughs> I was looking forward to seeing that myself, but I guess I guess I have I should have tissues
1: for the very uh, last episode. You should have multiple boxes of tissues prepared. <laughs> okay, noted. For real. Um so one last question while we're on the topic of dramas. Any favorite idol actors or actresses? I mean
2: IU counts as one, technically. Oh I really Oh, I haven't really dove into a lot of, have I, idols? Um, one that sticks out personally for me, I really like Joy from Red Velvet as an actress. I really liked her in her last one, that, or one of the ones that she did um, with the actor Wu Dohan.
1: Oh, I love him too. Oh God, he's on the top 10 and I forgot about him. I'm the but,
2: worst. Uh, by the way, he's in The King Eternal Monarch. Very handsome in it. I'm just saying. He, he works—his chemistry with Lee Min-ho is really good. But, oh, why do idols um, escape me in terms of if I've watched? I really do want to watch Jin Young's from GOT7, all of his dramas. I still have not watched any of his. I think he's really good.
1: Jin Young was one I was going to mention. Um, he was the lead in uh, He is Psychometric. There's sort of mixed reviews on that drama itself, but I think he did an excellent job. Um, my all-time favorite, though, is Astro's Cha Eunwoo. I love Eunwoo. So <laughs> yeah, he pretty. took his first. He took his first uh, lead in My ID is Gogna Beauty, which is also one of my all-time favorite K dramas. The most recent one I think he did was Rookie Historian uh, Gu Hye That character was like the exact opposite of his character in uh, My ID is Gogna Beauty, and it really showcased like how good of an actor he is. And he's also amazing to look at. I'm just going to say that right now.
0: I mean, Stan Astro, if you haven't listened to their new comeback, you should. Um, Wasn't he in that YouTube original? I'm blanking on the title of it. It's like Trainee something. It was like a YouTube drama.
1: Am I the only one that have seen it? Yeah, I don't know anything about YouTube dramas. Not going to lie.
2: But speaking of like idol actors and actresses a lot of them are getting their startups and web dramas before they enter like the bigger like stations and broadcasting stations there we go that's what i wanted to say um and they're getting a lot of traction through these web dramas and um i think it's a good thing that we're seeing more of a surge in that that way you know it's smaller more easily accessible in my opinion and then like seeing them transition into the big broadcasting stations it's like hey I recognize them from that web drama or the, you know, stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, look at them improving, stepping up their game. I'm here for it.
1: One more I really want to highlight, uh, who's more recent, is SF9's Rowoon. Um, he just recently took his first lead role um, in Extraordinary You, which is also a A-plus drama. Very intense. Um, also features Kim Hye-yoon. She's up and coming as well. Um, they have great chemistry. It's amazing. but I don't talk about SF nine very much, despite being an SF nine stan. So I just thought I would throw that in there. He's great. <laughs> I have two.
0: Also, Chow Nu, which he is in that YouTube drama. It's called Top Management. It's a um, like a YouTube original drama. Definitely go watch it. It's really good. And I really like Onu from Shiny. He was in descendants of the sun and i'm blanking has he been in
1: anything else not that i know of but that was one of his big roles wasn't it
0: yeah yeah really well in that drama i feel like he'll do more acting when he comes home from the military but like i really loved him in that drama i was like you go onu and i I don't have any female idol fans fans in drama
1: i'm really lame guys i'm sorry so yeah uh i feel like we've said a lot of T- drama titles. Um, if you're interested in checking any of them out, um, we do have a K-drama uh, column on our blog. On our blog that has a feature on a lot of the the stuff we've discussed. Um, but also, uh, if you're interested to see the ranking of 2019 drama specifically, be sure to pick up a copy of our Q4 uh, magazine over at our store. We are still doing a stock sale um, where you can get free shipping uh, if you enter the discount code STOCK, S-T-O-C-K, at checkout. And we do have discounts on some of our older pieces. So since Q4 um, came out a few months ago, it's a little bit cheaper. Um, So there's always incentive for that. Plus, that magazine itself has a lot of recap on the year 2019, and it's great for nostalgic purposes. So... Definitely go pick up your copy. Uh, we are going to run out soon, so don't miss don't miss your chance on that. So now that we've gone pretty deeply into dramas, why don't we transition into uh, K-pop story time and talk about some of our favorite K-pop music videos, concepts, and group eras?
0: Um, I'll go first. Confession: I wasn't really into Astro when they first came out, but for some reason at the, what's the beginning of 2018, um, the all night music video came out, and for, like, it just slapped me, like, hello, you should like these guys a lot, and, like, I still have that song on repeat, and I think it was just, like, a brilliant, Um, concept for Astro because they were just coming out of like this boyish charm um, into these like grown richer concepts and I think um, that's honestly one of my favorite music videos to date.
2: I want to say one particular era and concept that an album actually that I constantly go back to and will never get tired of it is Red Velvet's Bad Boy Era. For, like that song, as soon as it came out, and then listening to the album, I was just like, "That's it. This is my favorite era." Like, like out of all of their releases, and they released a lot of good songs. I think I just really resonated with the Bad Boy era, and um, also when they did Peekaboo as well. I really liked that era where they stepped into the more darker sound it was definitely a lot more a switch up from their like their R&B sound and their like bubblegum pop more cute concept or their refreshing concept and so I was like when they did that I was like oh, I'm here for it give me more of this and I can say that following up with that I really like Psycho cuz they they went back into that more darker type of sound and I'm like please more red velvet
1: yeah, so uh, I mentioned in the previous episode, we sort of talked about Matt brought up, you know, being metal fan or whatever. So because of that, because I'm also one, I tend to be more drawn to the darker concepts in general. Um, so when I first started expanding more into K-pop, um, a lot of the concepts that Vix did really caught my attention. Um, I'm still like Loki
0: Kings concept
1: kings concept kings i'm still like really low-key obsessed with voodoo doll like every halloween i pull that shit out even though you know the main music video for voodoo doll is like the regular version not the censored version is very 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 dark it's very intense and very dark um but i find it incredibly intriguing um and i feel like at the time that that came out nobody was really doing it that going that hard i definitely um let's just i just want to talk about vix with you for a second like no one
0: goes as hard on their concept as vix does like the the chained up album like you know if you buy the chained up album it comes with like a quote contract inside yes yes it does because i have the physical album and i'm like oh
2: this is a nice physical album
0: um roxy do you know about that i do
1: have the album but i don't recall this
0: so, if you open the album, there's actually, like, a quote, like, slave contract in there, and it's really deep into, like, that kind of, like, I wouldn't say BDSM, like, because that, it's a little intense. It but kind like, of is,
1: it kind of is BDSM a little bit, just, like, a little bit. Just,
0: just a little bit. Um, But it's, like, it's full of these, like, really great affirmations and stuff. But, like, it shook me when I was, like, solid. I'm, like, whoa, Vix. But to this day, Vix is one of those people that, like, I feel, like, have been the trendsetters when it comes to concepts um, in K-pop. Like, the very, like, the traditional sounding with Shangri-La to the bondage with Chained Up. Yeah, we miss Vix. Come back. I do miss Vix.
1: I miss N very much. I I did High Touch. With Vix when they were at KCon LA in 2017, and the moment that I made eye contact with Cha Hakyun, I changed as a person. Like I will never I be the same. I love
0: Cha Hakyun so much. He needs to come back.
1: He's so yeah. beautiful. He's so angelic. I don't know. It just it changed my life.
0: He's so aesthetically pleasing. Have you watched his YouTube videos?
1: I haven't. I need to.
0: Like, if you need to like relax and like chill he makes the most aesthetically pleasing youtube videos
2: meanwhile me and my leo lane (laughs) i love love him
0: he's so uh, i miss him you know what we stand though like ravi went solo but he's like and like he left jellyfish but like he made dang sure to tell everyone like vix is still together i just wanted to have my own company
2: they're touring here soon or he's touring here
0: yes support Support chick and his endeavors. Ravi,
1: do you want to do an interview while you're here? I'll come meet you. (laughs) Honestly, message and Be like, hey, what's good? That seems to work, apparently, for people. (laughs) 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 What's good?
0: Oh, especially in the hip-hop world, apparently.
1: (laughs) We should not go any deeper into that right now, but... But More
0: coming soon. Tiny itty-bitty spoiler. (laughs) <laughs> oh,
2: uh, can I talk about, okay, people are going to cloud me for this, but it's actually still one of my favorite eras. I really loved got Seven's Just Right era. It's, it's such a good my, era. It's, it's so, so good. It's so good. Cute. Like, don't get me wrong. I like it when, like, you know, they're now, they're a little bit, or not a little bit, they're more mature in terms of their sound and style, but Just Right, when it came out, was that... Was that song okay? And seeing that live and getting to see that live. Oh man, like I will never get over Just Right. I think, how many, ver- like, do I have all of the versions? I think so. But oh, that era was such a good era. I was like, it's probably they'll never come back to doing something like this. So I'm gonna just take it as is and appreciate. And anytime Just Right comes on, I cannot skip it,
0: I have to sing it or dance it when it comes on that's such a mood another of one of my favorite eras and i think i don't know if Jay will agree with me is the um bap matrix era um more specifically when young wild and free came out like that whole badass feel they came back with and i'm just like my boys that mm-hmm. that
2: ugh, I, I mean loved that the that era that. that got me to really cry <laughs> so yeah yeah i definitely agree um that and then I really also like Seventeen's Very Nice era as
1: well.
0: That was such a
2: cute era.
1: I love the bomber jackets. Seventeen will never escape Very Nice.
2: No, they're going to have that song on Infinite Loop, which I forgot, it's their most, is it OTU where they had like a 24-minute encore of just Very Nice, and I'm like, huh? Aren't you boys tired?
1: I but never get tired of it. So. I never get
2: tired of it, but I'm just like, they must be so tired going into this <laughs> song every single time it comes on. And they're like, okay, I think we're good. I think we're good. Nah, here it comes again.
0: Um, my favorite girl group concept is um, Mama Mamamoo's Starry Night. That was such a pretty and like I loved that era for them, especially because some people might not know. But in *Starry Night*, the music video, they incorporate sign language into the music video that go along with the lyrics, um, into their choreography. Which I was like, we stand, we stand, queens who want to like include everybody.
1: Speaking of Mamamoo, uh, the egotistic era is one of my favorites. Also, I love that song. Uh, that is, like, my ultimate, like, breakup song. Like, go fuck yourself song. I don't know if <laughs> you guys feel that way, too.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. I'm just trying to think, like, do you guys have, like, your go-to songs for, like, those different feelings? Like, oh, the breakup song. Oh, the I need to get hype song. or Absolutely. The- yes. yes.
1: I have exactly. playlists. <laughs>
0: <laughs> me, too. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I'm just like, huh. Like, you're, you're, what you said, Roxy, got me thinking.
1: Yeah, I could do a whole list of shit on like these different feelings but um i also wanted to add before we move on uh bts's run era will always be very very close to my heart uh which is pretty obvious because i have a tattoo from it so like you don't really get much deeper than that
0: (laughs) oh man bts like they have so many really good eras and like i don't know if i mentioned it before but like i kind of fell off the bts wagon for a little bit um map of the soul 7 has like grabbed me by the neck and pulled me back but like if we're talking old eras i really liked um the Warren hormone era and i know that's really controversial coming from a female because of, apparently the like quote misogy- misogis- misogynist oh, that word Mis- <laughs> thank you misogynistic <laughs> lyrics in it but i'm like come on look at them like no, as I a June stand. But, like, in Korean, one of the lyrics is, like, uh, like, they compliment you. And I'm just, like, yeah, that could be kind of trashy. But at the same time, I'm, like, what a compliment.
2: No, I have to agree with you, Amber, because, um, like, I, I've seen BTS debut. But it wasn't until the Dark and Wild album where I'm, like, it snatched me by the core. And I was, like, no, I'm a stan. I'm going to go. And War of Hormone is actually, like, near and dear to my heart because that was the m- – music video and the song that that grabbed my attention and was like who who are you you know like even more I was like wait you have my full attention now before like when I first when they debuted I was like eh, we'll see let me warm up to them and then Dark and Wild came out and I'm like oh oh okay I'm here and present and so dark yeah, and definitely- wild
0: has so many of the best K pop, best B sides of the BTS discography, hands down.
2: Can I add one more girl group that
1: I actually really like their era? Um, yeah, then I'm gonna add my last girl group. Yeah,
2: um, because I only talked about Red Velvet, but because they're making a comeback soon. I totally forgot that I really liked, um, there's two eras that I really liked for Blackpink, which was their As If It's Your Last era and their um, Do-do-do era. Those two music videos for me are just like, I like it when they do stuff like this. And whether it's the sound or the fashion that is in that those two eras, really like, oh, I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So I'm super excited to see Whenever it happens, what they're gonna do next for their upcoming comeback?
1: Of course, I have to mention Dreamcatcher, because going back to the heavy metal thing, Dreamcatcher is like my ultimate K-pop dream come to life, like no joke. Um, but I think one of my favorite eras, just because of like the the costumes that they used, uh, their outfits and stuff, uh, was Peary, and I also like scream a lot too. I was super into scream when it was, when they were promoting it.
0: I'm um, just gonna throw like my last, she's not in a girl group anymore, but she was, but I really liked Hanna's, um how's this Chigum Ote. I really loved that era for her. And I'm just like, I mean like, I feel like everyone has a favorite Hannah era.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Mine's real deep. <laughs> no, Like, no question there. So, I know earlier we were speaking about K-dramas, um, and with K-dramas comes uh, popular OSTs. Those tend to take over the charts for certain popular K-dramas. So, today's underrated group, uh, we are going to talk about In fact Woo! Now, for Listen. M-Fact... Um, I would say they're a little bit more well known than some of the groups that we cover in the past, but at the same time, you don't hear too much about them in a way that you would expect. Do you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Could I just add that I'm so excited that you guys decided
2: to choose, in fact, because I'm just like, yes, finally, because they've been out for a long time already, but they're still so small and underrated, and I'm like, come on, they deserve more. They deserve more. Have you guys um did you guys like look into like more of what they're they've done in the past cuz I was just like I can go on about them. So I was just like wait I'll, I'll 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 wait. Okay, so
0: I went and listened to a ton of their songs today just to like get a feel um for what they're all about and for some reason um my top 2 favorites are Lie and Lollipop. And like they have a lot they go from like super ballady like ost drama stuff to very like rugged and like poppy songs so like i feel like they could have something that like anyone would like
1: so for some background on in fact for people that do not know um they are a five member group that formed in 2016 so they've been around for quite a bit their debut single was lollipop as amber was stating and they have not lost any of the members, which is very nice. They have stayed together, all five, but they are known for singing a lot of OSTs. Um, and I believe one of their more popular releases was back in 2018, uh, Na Na Na, which was a very like EDM heavy song. Charting wise, uh, Lollipop actually did quite well. It looks like it made it to number six. Um, so I don't understand how that's possible yet people like don't know much about them. Yeah. their are singles. They seem to have trouble with their singles, at least in Korea. Um, but in fact has had a number of, you know, single albums and releases and they actually did tour in the United States at one point. So they've been over here. Uh, they were at KCON and they are an older group also. <laughs> so if you're terrified of the tiny babies, uh, you will not find that here. But at the same time, that means that they have to go into the military very soon.
0: Can I also you just, just can't win!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can I also just add, um, I don't know if you guys remember the the survival show, The Unit? In fact, it was also um, on that show as well, and that's how I was exposed to them first. So they were on The Unit, and that was in 2017 and the, that was the survival show they they tried to do what produce 101 uh did um where they basically give former idol former or current idols at the time who were like either trying to get back into the industry or they're just not that well known into a sphere where they can Create a ultimate boy and K-pop girl group and promote. And the intact members made it pretty far into the um, into the series. And that's how I knew them. And then seeing them at KCON uh, was it twenty eighteen when they were invited. Seeing them live was really really nice. And I was just like, okay, so like they have an international following. They're big enough to be invited to KCON, but why are they still not popular enough? And I'm just like, their latest album is so good as well. I'm just like, come on,
1: appreciate them more. They deserve it. Yeah, I think it's important to mention that they just had a comeback, um, especially considering that I did not see anything about this anywhere at all. Like, maybe I saw one Outlet that was like Impact has a comeback, and then like the album dropped, and I had no idea.
2: So I wrote the article for the comeback that they did, and I like I was about what, to say, like, did <laughs> we cover it? <laughs> yeah, and um, and Roxy followed up, was like, Where is this? And so, literally, that same time, I just found out they dropped the single for live first, a week ahead of the actual album and there was radio silence on the actual like, drop of the album. And I'm like, what? Like, I had to dig for it. And I'm like, why isn't this properly promoted? Like, It's an album. Um, what the heck? Yeah, no. Like, they, they literally dropped Lie. And they started promoting when they, like, the promotions for Lie already kicked in. And they started. The, a week later, that's when the album
0: dropped. And I'm like, what? Wait, this makes no sense. I'm like, part of me is thinking it might be affected due to like the current like Corona situation, but also at the same time, like there's a million and a half like like K-pop news sites they could have like fed the information to to cover it.
1: Like, yeah, come on. and see, that's the thing. Like, I consider myself pretty good at doing digging to find. Dates and the information of you know when stuff is dropping, where it'll be. Could not find a single thing on this anywhere, and I don't know. I don't think I've seen anybody do a review of the album either, except for us.
2: And why isn't our stuff getting clicks? I'm just saying. I mean, apparently, people think that, um, their how their latest album is really good, and um, you wouldn't expect like from hearing if you watch the music video for Lie. And listening to Lie on its own, you wouldn't think that music video would go in that range. But I was like, look at the duality. I'm here for it. The rest of the album's really good too. Um, I can't
0: pick a favorite song, but Lie is really good. So it just- really tripped me up because like I listened to Lie first before watching the music video. And I was like, is this the
2: right music video? <laughs> I said that too, and I'm like, wait a minute. There's a very big contrast between the music video and the song. It what? <laughs> Really, in fact, has been around for such a long time and they definitely deserve a lot more attention and love. They've been active on their YouTube channel. They do like their vlogs that they like we've been seeing more often in K-pop groups. They they are currently promoting lie I believe they haven't stopped promotions yet. Um, so it is happening right now. And definitely check out our review of it or our article. Cough um, cough. And, and just give them some more love and check out all their other comebacks or comebacks releases. There we go. I was like, I lost my train of thought there. Sorry for sounding so robotic. And in fact, they're so good. They're so good.
1: Okay, I think it's time to wrap up. I'm still tired from last week uh, dealing with those boys on this podcast. That was a lot of fun, but it was also very draining.
0: <laughs> if you guys haven't gotten a chance to finish up episode eight, definitely listen to episode eight the boys of car k-pop were such a blast uh to record
1: with they were but i'm tired this week still (laughs) so let's go ahead and wrap up for today uh any final thoughts you guys
0: while we got time and are trying to do our best to social distance take some time to catch up on that k-drama list like there's a ton of dramas out there and who knows you might find your favorite
2: pretty sure this isn't going to be the only time we're going to be talking about K dramas, so definitely we should probably have an episode where we just talk about all of our recommendations i mean we talked about mo- some of them today um but definitely just a dedicated recommendation episode we should do but other than that i hope everybody is getting some sunlight and even though we can't really go out go out you know take the time to take care of yourself, get some sunshine, get that vitamin D in, you know, it really helps because I went out not, too, not too long ago. And I'm like, I have a headache. And that's because I haven't been in the sun for a long time, being stuck inside the house. So don't be like me and seclude yourself too much and get some fresh air, you know, take care of yourself. Practice your social distancing still, but you know, be safe, be hygienic. And we'll see you in the next episode.
1: Thanks. All right. So this has been the craze cast and we will see you all next week.
2: Thank you for listening to believe you
1: can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for BLEAV on YouTube.